0: Welcome to the Chicago Bears podcast, a presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Maradon Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the Designer, the good kid in the building with me today, John Yurkovich. Yurk, how you feeling?
0: Good. It's been a while.
1: It's been a little while. Been a couple of weeks. A lot of golf in your Uh, uh, your
0: your days. You take vacations in August,
1: right? (laughs) Take your vacations
0: while you can take them. Absolutely. So you got to get them out before the football season starts.
1: How you been shooting?
0: Well, yeah, got a nice event coming up this weekend. Uh, Two rounds. Saturday and Sunday and so we'll see can't go wrong can't go wrong we got football
1: talk here Yerk the starters are playing and so we'll talk about give a little preview of what we want to see also starting things off want to talk about should the Bears be on the phone with the Chiefs about a certain defensive tackle who may or may not be back until week eight and uh, listen, we got to get into uh, where the concerns are still on this roster and where you're feeling the most confident. I feel like you has got some uh, confidence in this team heading into the season. All that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Chicago Bears talk five days a week. You can't go wrong. Leave a five-star review. Stop playing with us. Let's jump into it here. I want to start off on the uh, the defensive side of the football because there's a there's a player who uh, last season got 15 and a half sacks and the Chiefs don't want to pay him. And Chris Jones, should the Chicago Bears be on the phone with the Chiefs? No, to try and make a deal. No, you're not no. in favor of it.
0: Not in favor of giving up any of your draft equity that you have to get a guy that, um, you know, that obviously come in and make an impact for you. But, uh, you know, you're building your team a specific in a certain way. And that specific in certain way is you're building through the draft and you're building through youth. Right. And why would you want to go ahead and give up that draft, all that equity that you've built up, just to get rid of it um, and then have to pay a contract extension um, to a player that had a fantastic season? Yeah. But Kansas City... Usually does things correctly. You've seen Tyreek Hill, still a great player with Miami, but they were able to move off of him and get something for him and win
1: a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah.
0: They <laughs> still win a Super Bowl. They were able to move off Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. Um see so they brought him in. They paid him a lot of money. They franchised him and said, Okay, we're willing to move from you. Um, I don't know what he's gonna be with the team that he's gonna be with this year. We'll see. Um, I think Cleveland, I forget exactly where he ended up. Uh Frank Clark can play. Yeah. Nobody denies that. But if he was a free agent, I'd say, yeah, let's go ahead and sign him. He's not a free agent. You're going to have to give up first rounder for him. And then some no, thank you. I'm not interested in doing that.
1: It's that would be the Khalil Max swing, right? That would signal that, hey, we're going all in on this. We're going to try and win now with this team because now you're putting him next to a guy in Yannick Ngakwe who, listen, you'd have probably the most formidable defensive line in football. If you did pair those two together, but like you said, the long term of that, is it worth paying that price? I, I think you go to top 10. I don't
0: think you go to
1: the top by any stretch of the imagination. No, no,
0: you go to the top 10 defensive line in the NFL. It wouldn't vault you to the top. You still got quality defensive lines out there. Uh, it wouldn't do that for me. Um, you know, s- secondly, you got Yannick for only one year. You only brought him in for one year for a reason because for you're thinking sure. about developing the other guys. Yeah. So this is all about development of your young players. Yannick's going to help that development. He's going to help solidify the pass rush. He's going to help develop your defensive backs too by getting a consistent rush under quarterback. quarterback. Um, I don't like it because you've got to give stuff up. Doesn't right. make a difference what he's going to do to your team. I don't care. Right. I've got to give stuff up, and they've got this thing built right. and they've, They're have they doing it correctly. It's the anti-Ryan Pace way. So why do you want to go ahead and screw this thing up? Don't screw it up. Let somebody else go get Frank Clark. Let them go do it and see what happens once they get him.
1: And It's funny, right, because usually you end up sitting there talking about the team that ends up making the trade for the player, no matter what. I don't care who the player is, how great the player is, how great the player turns out. Anybody that gives up the draft capital, right, you end up looking at the other team and say, "Oh, they came out ahead." In Khalil Mack's situation, we trade for Khalil Mack, but Oakland's got all these draft picks. Now, Oakland didn't turn—I don't think any of them into any players, right? But they had a chance. But to. they had an opportunity, they had to. a
0: chance to, just because they made the mistakes and they had poor uh, draft analysis, yeah. And collegiate scouting—that's not doesn't take away from uh, you know what they received back for the player that they had traded.
1: And we really only got the 2018 season where he was healthy enough to be dominant there. So. I don't know. It's, it's always interesting, right? Situations like this. Of course, Jonathan Taylor's name has come up as well. I would never Absolute trade that pass. capital for a running back.
0: Absolute pass. We're, it's, we're, not, it's not even complicated. You've got Jonathan Taylor here and Rosh Khan Johnson. Right. And once Rosh Khan gets to his fourth year, you say goodbye to Rosh Khan. The same way you said to Montgomery and the same way you're going to say it to Herbert. And the same way you're going to say it to every running back that comes through the system. We appreciate your four years have a terrific life, yeah. good luck hooking up elsewhere. That's it. That's a cost-control portion of the NFL now is the running back position, and Austin Eckler doesn't have to like it, and and, and uh, Dalvin Cook doesn't have to like it, and they can all get on a Zoom meeting together and say, God, we don't like it. Maybe we should switch positions then. Who cares? Yeah. Quit your whining. If $10 million isn't good enough, go find another job. If you don't like it, yeah. go find another job. Not a problem. So.
1: It's, it's it's so weird because it's like everyone's argument is that the running back is still being used just as much as ever, and it's like, of course, but the other positions are getting paid. Oh, more.
0: There's a recognition of value. <laughs> yeah, there's a, where's a surplus of talent. You know, your world class wide receiver, you could see there's only a handful of those guys. Yes, and the drop off from the world class wide receiver to just another guy is huge. Whereas in running backs, they're all just other guys. Yeah. Unless you're Barry Sanders, then you're something special.
1: I think if you, I, I, I've always said there's five running backs in history that I probably would pay major money to. Jerry Sanders,
0: James Brown, right? Jim Brown, Jim Brown, yeah. Jim Brown, you go with you'd go with wait. I'd Payton go Walter because you've got a home team bias here, so you'd go Walter Payton. Uh, you'd go Barry Sanders, hundred percent. Adrian Peterson. 100%. And then uh, after that, I'm, I'm I'm left searching and wanting. Maybe. I'd
1: go Derrick Henry. Maybe. That's my only no, other one. Maybe
0: Marshall Falk. Maybe.
1: You know uh, what? Marshall Falk can make can a, a case can be made in my mind uh, because. I, not
0: Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's case is, is null and void. It's not even existent. A case can't be made for him. Well, for Derrick Henry.
1: Ladanian Tomlinson, maybe. Derrick Henry, for me, is just he's what one of Derek those guys. He, he's a freak of nature, and if he's on a better team, I'd rather see that. Well, is he more of a freak of nature than Jamal Lewis was? Yes. Is, is he more of a freak Why? <laughs> why? Okay, there you go. You say yes, and then yes. I say why.
0: He's not. Corey Dillon? Is he more of a freak of nature than Corey Dillon? No. Is he more of a freak of nature than Christian Okoye? No. The, the running back that had a chance to make the most impact was Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes is unstoppable. Yeah. Priest Holmes in a three-year period was the most dominant running back to ever play in the NFL, but he didn't do it over a long enough time. Right. So because he didn't do it over a long enough time and because Baltimore didn't recognize what they had as, in, in Priest Holmes, they missed out on probably his most productive years. So the point was that you can get Priest Holmes as backup running back to uh, Ricky Williams from Texas as a free agent. Seven rounds go by. You can get him, and he became one of the most dominant. That's the problem with the running back. 100%. I can go to free agency and find a running back that can come in and be a dominant running back. That's the problem with running back. A dime a dozen. You go over there, and you take the running backs with the Chicago Bears, and you put them all together. They're all identical. All of them. All of them. The guy you're going to release. Is identical to the number one guy you're gonna keep. Yeah. They're identical. There's no difference between all of them. So and that's, that's the that's thing. That's your problem with yeah. running back. That's your problem with Jonathan Taylor. That's your problem with your guy, <laughs> Derrick Henry. Oh, uh, the other guy's Ladanian Tomlinson. Maybe Ladanian Tomlinson can sneak in there.
1: Maybe Ladanian Tomlinson. Maybe Marshall Falk as your fifth. Marshall player. Falk, I, I'll I'll allow the argument on because uh that's the last all-pro running back to win a Super Bowl. That 1999, ladies and gentlemen, that's the last time a running back was impactful in winning a Super Bowl. And and, and
0: what was he the most? Kurt Warner was more impactful on that team, right? Yeah. And Torrey Holt and uh, Isaac Bruce were more impactful on the team. Yeah. Marshall Falk was more impactful than the tight end, but you'd say he was number four on that list, on that team. Probably. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'd probably go for you. Because
0: if it's Trent Green, they're not winning crap with Trent Green. Right. They got lucky Rodney Harrison took Trent Green out in the preseason. And then all of a sudden it became Kurt Warner's job, and then Kurt Warner took off. Right. So it's uno, dos, tres, Warner, Bruce, and Holt.
1: And then you and get then to Marshall Falking
0: weapon number four on 100%. that team. And on that team, it's not a bad weapon. I think two of those guys are already in the Hall of Fame. Three of those guys of the four are already in the Hall of Fame, Torrey Holt being the guy that's ready to get in himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, that 100%. Hey, I let's... don't mind discussing running backs with you. I've got no problem. Derek I love Henry. it. A bias, a recency bias. I get it. He's the the guy that's here now. But uh, I
1: just think in any era, Derrick Henry's pretty unstoppable. Not many guys have broken that two thousand yard mark. Really? He's
0: not many guys. Yeah, I mentioned all the ones that did. That's why I mentioned Jamal Lewis, and that's why I mentioned Corey Dillon. Right. I mentioned them specifically because they did break the two thousand yard mark, and you couldn't bring it up as an argument. Right. You, know, you understand yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I was setting a trap for you. A
1: trap.
0: <laughs> you played and your then, trap card. And it took a little time for you, but you finally said, well, not many have run for 2,000. Walter never rushed for 2,000. We don't even talk about him and Smith on this list, and he's the leading rusher all time. There's a reason. Frank Gore? Frank Gore is just the Stadpatter guy. Right. That's it. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, and all you're going to do is shake your head. Okay, That's it. But Frank Gordon deserves to be in the hall more than Devin, so that's all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> that, that was the shot of Devin that's come right. in? When the Devin shot come it's in? Right Wait a right minute. There. Right there. Friend of the show, Devin Hester. Taking friend a shot of show. today. Friend of, your show. friend of our show, yeah. Okay. Friend of our show. Yeah. Some might
0: say he's a friend of the station. Yeah, we've had Devin on. We've had Devin yeah, on. He's, he's a, he's friend a good friend. Yeah, I love it. I yeah, love hey, it. Hey, how do you did a hell the job? Best job. <laughs> second quarter.
1: <laughs> Let's get into the second quarter. Love having a good kid. Fired up early. Running back talk, ladies and gentlemen. I'm up. What else you got for me? Today? Uh, second quarter brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino, in Northern Indiana. See Gypsy King featuring Nicholas Reyes on September 29th at Hard Rock Live. Tickets on sale now at ticketmaster.com. I'm not gonna lie, I gotta give him credit. He blew up my uh, Derek Henry argument. Like I might have to take Derek off the list. Uh <laughs> no, it's your list. You can have Derek Henry. I don't
0: mind. I mean, it's your list. My list is my list, your list is yeah,
1: your list. I, it was, we
0: agree on four of the names. We don't agree on one of the yeah, names.
1: On one, on one. That's LT, awesome. LT and Marshall Fall, good names they have there, though. But well, I do I still want to listen, it's third preseason game. We yeah. care, we really don't care, but we're just trying to get to the season healthy right. for the most part. But Bears are playing the Bills. Starters are playing good kid. If uh, there's one thing that you come out of this game with that you didn't know before now, what is it that you want to see? The thing I
0: care about is Justin Fields getting out of this game healthy.
1: Yeah. That's it. I also want to
0: see if Bajan's going to be your number two quarterback. That's what I want to know also. So give him the start. Give him all the reps. That's not going to happen. They're giving Justin Fields the reps. I don't understand why you don't play the second preseason game and give him his quarter and a half in the second, give him his 20 plays that he's going to get, and then you shut him down, you're guaranteed coming into the first game that everything's going to be okay. He did it backwards. Iberflush did it backwards for whatever reason. He got caught up in the moment. Hey, if we have great practices against the Colts, (sighs) you guys don't have to play. It's a little bit of a roar. Whatever reason, you did it backwards, Okay. So this game, all I'm looking for in this game is to make it through the game. Yeah, I've got too many starters that aren't going to play. I can't fairly judge it. The final five guys on the roster will be decided in this game. If it's teetering and it's tottering between two individuals, this is when the decisions are going to be made. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Whatever decisions need to be made, whether it's on the O-line, whether it's on the defensive line, whether it's in the backfield, whether it's linebacker that you think you want to keep, you don't want to keep, that kind of stuff. Uh, your receiver, maybe one receiver stands out that you were teetering, tottering on. I'm, I'm sure. Velas Jones, who's protected from on high. <laughs> well, won't feel the punt again, and then they're going to put him out there in the first week, and they're going to. He's going to feel the punt. And he's going to put it on the carpet, and then you're going to look at Eberflus and Pauls and ask him, "What the hell are you two guys doing?" Yeah, because if that happens during the regular season, with what they know, what they've experienced, with everything that's happened. And you put him on the field and he puts it on the carpet again and he gets a turnover. You know what? Your jobs become at risk. That's when your jobs become at risk. Yeah. So
1: I, I think, and, and J Mac talked to us about this, right? Looking at uh, special teams coach Hightower says he's banging on the table. To keep Valis Jones a part of this team. He believes of in Vailus. He, he wants Vailis to be a part he of this team. Is he his father-in-law? <laughs> it's it's well, just it, well, it's the Bayless weirdest. Valis got, well, got pictures of him, compromised <laughs> pictures. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing in the world because we've only seen, right? Like the good that we've seen has been one play. It's the deep shot that Vayless catches from Justin Fields as he's falling. It, listen, if I wanted one play, I'd go get Devin Aroma like, if I wanted one play, I'd go get half the guys that are on this roster right now. Valus Jones, to me, the fact that he's skating through when Travis Homer's on this team, when Dante Pettis, whatever his health situation is, is on this team. Oh, well, yeah, you've got to be on the field to make it. You got to be on knowledge. the field, 100%. But I just, I'd keep Tristan Ebner over Valus. Tristan Ebner can catch. Yeah. At a minimum, he can do this. Well, I'm not worried about keeping an extra <laughs> running back over a wide receiver. <laughs> I'm worried
0: about keeping the right wide receivers. That's yeah. what I'm worried about. And if you're a a, a return guru, then you've got to be Mel Gray. Yeah, you can't be Vales Jones Jr. Yeah, that that that's not a return expert by any stretch of the imagination. That's a guy that blew two football games for you. Yeah, that's who that guy is specifically. And he laid one on the carpet before. Nah, I, I can't do it. Yeah. So Either way. I think those are the decisions that have to be made. But if they're preconceived and they're already done,
1: you're doing a disservice to some of your other guys out there. And that's that's the part that I hate the most, right? It, with all of this, right? To me, P.J. Walker making a team. You paid him. I'm fine. You paid him. He's going to get his money. Yeah, he hasn't performed. PJ Walker's been awful. Yeah. I wanted him to be good. I wa- I was excited when we signed PJ. I was like that's the wow. perfect backup. He's right. been with DJ Moore before in Carolina. They played together. That's exactly what I want to see. He's been awful. Yeah. You cannot sit here and make me a case that tells me Tyson Bagent shouldn't be your backup quarterback. Well, it shouldn't be an open competition on, at this hold, point. Hold on though.
0: I mean, Bajan had a great game, and I agree with you, and I think he needs to get time with some others. But you got to replicate your performance. For sure. One performance doesn't do it. You know, doing it at practice over the course of a month, month and a half, maybe that gives you a benefit of the doubt with the coaches, but you got to see it again in a game. Yeah. So, I mean, Bajan's the guy I'd like to see get, get, you know, 20 plays also. And then give P.J. Walker his 20 plays. Yeah. And say, okay, guys, what do we got? P.J. Walker played before Bajan last week agent plays before him then you bring pj walker in and then you start you know okay this is what kind of field this is what kind of look at let's go back to the practices what do we see and then that's where the decision ends up getting made
1: so the the tough part for me is right pj doesn't look good in practice <laughs> when, yeah. when we watched him in training camp he's it's just like oh, wow. hell yeah he sailed that pass in, in practice
0: as the well coaches have every <laughs> single play of every single individual on film yeah and they can go back and they can take a look and they can find out exactly what was happening the whole time. Yeah, So they have it. They, it's at a click of a finger. They can go over 100 plays each individual had, and then they can adjudicate it the way it needs to be adjudicated.
1: If there's one player that uh, has surprised you to this point that you, that you thought at the beginning might miss the team, that's going to make the team, is there one that you can pull up?
0: Well, you haven't seen so many starters, so you've got to go instantaneously to a backup. You know, I mean that's thought. I thought, I thought or, yeah. Travis
1: Gibson, I, I thought he might actually I, I, miss this team. I think he still is
0: gonna miss this team. Really? You and think I he's think, not gonna make I it? I think
1: Lewis is gonna miss this team too. Mm. Yeah.
0: I think both of your guys that are doing it, they're doing a great job for themselves to yeah. make another team, but they were listed on fourth on the depth chart. They were listed fourth on the depth chart for the reason. If you look at the eight guys they're gonna keep on the defensive line, four of those guys come from the interior. Right. One guy's a defensive end that can jump into the interior if he has to. Right. Right. So where do they make the team when it comes to the uh, to the watchman If you're fourth, you got to jump the third. Then you're third, you got to jump the second. They're only keeping eight defensive linemen. So you know where where are they heading? Yannick's on this team, right? Yannick so you got is on this team. You got four interior guys. You got four interior guys, right? You've got um, Yannick's going to be on this team. Who's the guy that hasn't? We haven't seen any action out of that was uh, starter early. Demarcus Walker. Yeah, Demarcus Walker. He's there, right? And then uh, Let's get it here. you bring it. another defensive end in via the free agency. <laughs> so right now you're time. sitting
1: uh, Andrew Billings, Jonathan Gakway, Justin Jones, Demarcus Walker, all locks to right. be on the and, team. And so you got Pickens and you got Pickens the other guy. Pickens and Dexter is six. Right. Dominique Robinson makes the team. Okay. You, and you, and you, then, you, then on the bottom, on yes. That? And then Machine
0: the Green makes the team. Well, the, there you go. Now where you got you, – you're not keeping nine. There's no special teams happening from big guys. If anything, the kid from Kennesaw Mountain, Georgia, right, Kennesaw State, is a guy that you took in the fifth round, so he's going to yeah, right? yeah. be a practice squad guy. T-Bow.
1: Yeah, T-Bow.
0: Right? He's going to be a practice squad guy. I don't so, know.
1: I, does he make – Well,
0: well you, you're going to gonna gonna you, designate him to the squad whether keeping, he's still on the squad. You're keeping eight defensive linemen. You're right. not keeping more than eight defensive linemen. So where are Gibson and where are Lewis? They're, they're, can Lewis be a linebacker who can double as a defensive lineman? Because that, that that would be your area. Yeah. That'd be your area where you might be able to tweak it. Do you keep a – I mean, how many defensive backs? You keep it, 10? You keep it, six. You keep it, six, keeping six linebackers. DBs. Yeah, Maybe a seventh linebacker for special teams. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If you had a tight end that could snap as opposed to keeping a guy that just snaps, then you get an extra position defensively. Right. But because you don't. Right. You know, you got a place kicker, you got a pointer, you got a long snapper. So – then you take one away from your squad. That is interesting. I, and I'm giving you what? 10, 6, 16. I'm giving you 24 guys. 24. And that's usually what it is. I mean, I don't, they don't keep nine, seven, and 10. That's not the way they do it.
1: <laughs> You're going to keep more of the offense. And who's right coming
0: now. off the field right away? Linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, linebacker's first guy to come off the field. I think, I think. The- and then who's the second guy to come off the field? A linebacker. So you got two linebackers coming off the field and dime, yeah, right? And you're putting two more defensive backs in. So you need 10 defensive backs because right. six are usually playing during the game at least 25% of the time. Five are playing at least 60% of the time.
1: You're, you're at a situation now where in the linebacker room, Jack Sanborn, Edmonds, Edwards for sure, Noah Sewell probably makes this team. Demarcus Gates, maybe. Micah Bakersville has had a, a nice uh, uh, um, preseason Mikhail Walker, you just picked up from Atlanta. I don't know if he ends up making it. Dylan Cole, yeah, yeah but I mean, you see, you're running out of. Yeah, games, you're running out of. You well, it you quickly. Got, got the linebacker room quickly goes to like. Well, yeah. This gets ugly.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be quick, but again, when you have six, yeah, you've got real duplicity, and you've got six because you want to have a little beef on your special teams, right? Right. But your last guys are going to have to be able to play. Your two defensive ends are going to have to be able to run and play a little bit. No offensive linemen are playing on punt coverage teams, right? Right. You don't see a punt coverage team. You, you don't see, see a kickoff coverage team. <laughs> punt return, kickoff return. You might put a lineman back there for a, uh, and you can't even do the wedge anymore. So, you know, I mean, that's what you're looking at. Those are that's reality. Because what do you got? You got nine offensive linemen. You got three tight ends. That's twelve. Right right you got six wide receivers gives you 18 you've got three quarterbacks that gives you 21 okay uh, b- 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 and running backs and running five backs. running backs gives you 26 right don't forget about your specialists the three specialists you got you're at th- you're at 23 already. I mean 53 yeah. 26 24 3 53 that's your roster yeah that's it you don't get no more. Somebody's gonna miss. So the reality is that you're gonna have to make sacrifices somewhere. You're not doing it. You're getting 10 DBs in. Right. Six linebackers, eight defensive linemen. That those are your numbers.
1: I guess the question would be: has Dominique Robinson and Rasheem Green done enough in, in your mind to keep Travis Gibson and Terrell Lewis off? Are they state? even playing? Down or who, Travis and Terrell? Yeah. Well, they play, oh, no, they play uh, Lewis and and Robinson. i have seen. Yeah. yeah are yeah. the other
0: two guys playing?
1: We've seen Dom Rob.
0: I haven't seen small. Yannick
1: play. We haven't seen Yannick at all. Right, no Yannick. Right. right, but he's on the team. And Demarcus Walker, we haven't seen, but right. he's, he's on the team. Injured, they're right? they're going. They're both going to make right. the team for sure. So I I guess that would be the question mark, right? Dominique Robinson, listen, he had one game where he where he figured out right every time. Uh, um, who's the left tackle from uh, the first game from San Francisco? Can't think of his name right now. Only only great uh, Trent
0: Jackie Slater.
1: Close enough. Uh, Trent, oh, Trent Williams. McGinley. 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 McGinchley. Is it Mike McGinchley? No, Mike McGinchley is uh, the one that we wanted. He was on the other side. Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah. He was the free agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was
0: on the other side. He was on the other side. Okay.
1: It's Trent Williams, right? Trent Williams. Uh, um, was it uh, Henry Ballard? No, he's Buffalo. I got Bill. an uncle named uh, Henry yeah. Ballard. Actually, <laughs> was it Kirk Crawford? remember Kirk Crawford. We're going out of deep Montana? in the, the deep cuts there, right? Mid, like mid nineties lineman. He, for he a had thousand. the he had the one game where he's he figures out something on his game and he gets to outside of that we we see nothing of him. Yeah. I've seen Travis Gibson have a seven sack season. Yeah, and he looks like he's kind of getting himself back into form. Terrell Lewis trying to make that name so. Yeah, we'll we'll see, man. I like. Well, you I just say
0: there's roster limitations.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So it's going to depend what you're more comfortable with and what you like. And unfortunately, right, like they're probably going to lean towards the guys they drafted. We'll see. I'm Don sure. John Robs 100%. the guy
0: they drafted. When did they got to cut down the
1: 53? Uh, August 27th, right? So it's going to be right. It's going to be right after week. this game, pretty yeah, much. It's right, right
0: after this week, they've got to get down. And, right.
1: and I believe we're still sitting at 90. We got to cut 37 people. Oh
0: yeah,
1: right. souls. So. We'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. You cut
0: 37, you bring, what, eight back on the practice squad? Yes. Eight to 10? Yes.
1: And they they can be
0: from around everywhere. How big
1: were practice squads when you played?
0: Um, They started in 1990. Actually, 1989 is the first year they had practice squads. They had five of them. They paid them $1,000 a day. Not a day. $1,000 $1, a week. A week. <laughs> so the guys in New York were complaining, how are you supposed to live in New York for $1,000 a week? Yeah, And it was only the 17 weeks of the season. You're only getting paid 17000 Matter of fact, they're getting paid more, I believe, in the preseason. Than then in the season,
1: the all because you're actually on a roster. Right, because you're on a roster, <laughs> getting your check. So
0: the players, the NFLPA, sued the league. The league says we're not bringing back practice squads. The coaches went to their uh, owners and said, you know, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. We need these guys. He goes, I, I need these bodies for practice so we can have a viable practice. He goes, You guys need to get this back. They went with it without it for four weeks and they brought it back. Then I got a call from Miami to come back to Miami and I spent the next 15 weeks on a practice
1: squad. Hey, hey thank God. Finding your way up. 13,
0: 13 on, in the regular season. We played two weeks in the playoffs. So I was there for the playoffs. We lost against the Buffalo Bills, one of the. The first year that Buffalo went to the Super Bowl. Mm. First the four straight years that they went and represented the AFC to the Super Bowl. So I spent that. And then after the season, I became a free agent automatically. Automatic free agent. So that was great. Uh, we talked to Miami. Miami was blah, blah, blah. Didn't care. I uh, went up to Green Bay and I worked out and they gave me a contract up there. I got cut. Uh, final cuts. So I got cut. And they said we're going to bring you back tomorrow. We're going to pay. You. So when they came back, they agreed to pay everybody three thousand a week. Mm, so three thousand okay. so a week, going fifty, in the right 50 some odd yeah, thousand yeah. dollars, If you are there for a full seventeen, uh, Green Bay goes. We'll give you four thousand a uh, a week if you stay with us. So I signed. Said, yeah. <laughs> okay, I signed with them um, for twelve weeks. I was on the practice squad, and I got activated the last five weeks of the season. Love it. I made more in the last five weeks of the season than I made on the practice squad. How'd they adjust the contract weeks. on that when they well, bring they you on? In. They, they got to come in, in with a new offer? They come in with a new offer. You know, my agent negotiated the deal. They come in with a new offer. And then you go up, you sign it. Boom, you're an active squad guy. First play is kickoff return team. I'm on the wedge. Yeah. I got blocked Nico Noga from the Detroit Lions. 57. Nico Noga is flying on an icy <laughs> field. Lambo. It, it was ridiculous. And he's flying. I, I might have got a hand on him. <laughs> Might have got a hand on <laughs> him. It wasn't good enough job. Um, then the first play was against Brian Baldinger against the Colts. Indianapolis Colts was my actual first defensive play when they put me out there for a series. A thousand miles an hour. <laughs> it felt like everything was like in a movie that won the Academy Award, or What, Whatever, Where, How, Forever There are Thou Art, and Beyond There. Remember the movie? It was filmed with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Uh, the little guy from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, okay. We're starting to move They're, into they, stuff I know. What yeah, right. well, was the one that won the Oscar? <laughs> yeah. the year. What, whatever, when, why, yeah. how. It was like one of them stupid names. Either way, um, I don't even know I, That's how fast it was. All <laughs> It was moving fast. I was like, just like what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Happened to make a tackle just because they ran back in. You ran? In. They, they just yeah, bumped into yeah. it. it was quick. Yeah. It was fast. And then 92, I got a chance uh, to play. Lindy Infani was still there. Uh, Greg Bosch was still there. Hank Bulla was our defensive coordinator. So I got a chance to mix it up with them. Uh, made the team coming out of camp. And, uh, you know, got a chance to play. It was kind of fun. Played against uh, Kirk Loudermilk and the boys and everybody was on an active squad. 93, when I came back, is when I actually played well at yeah. camp. It's that a down year, I you. played well. They signed me a two-year contract extension at that, yeah, it slowed down. At that point, I was set. Yeah. At that point, I was fine. So, are you, at that you, point, it wasn't a
1: problem. Are you more of a proponent for, because this has been, this idea has been floated out there of with extending the season? Get rid of preseason, do more joint practices. Are you more of a proponent of the preseason sticking around because of guys who were in your yeah, position? Right. I know. I could find a way on a roster. Right. I, I I don't think I mean we had a guy drafted from Nebraska
0: as a linebacker. We had a kid from Indiana that was drafted down in Jacksonville as a linebacker. And I think they could have benefited if they would have been able to you know, the six weeks in the preseason is not a long time to make an example. No, so having that practice squad allowed those guys that have been in there to get kind of acclimated themselves to the speed of the game. So, I, I what I'm a proponent of is an 18 game regular sc- season schedule. Mm-hmm. 18 games. Um, I would have the two exhibition games, um, and you play your two exhibition games, and they lead they butt up right against the first game. So it just goes to 20 straight weeks. And three weeks of preseason before your exhibition game. So it would be five weeks total of preseason. That's it. Mm, Okay. Three weeks goes into your first game, goes into your second game, goes into your thing. That's it. That's how I like it. A lot of football. A lot of football. Well, 20 days before your first game is when you should go to camp. 20 days before your first game. It's another six or seven before your next game. And then the football season starts the weekend after. Right. Play your exhibition game on, on Labor Day. Who cares? It's Labor Day. It's an exhibition game. Nobody cares about your exhibition game anyway. Yeah. Play it on Labor Day. You ain't got to leave it for college football and get, get rocking or, <laughs> and rolling.
1: <laughs> we'll be watching. We'll be watching both. We'll keep an eye yeah, on Yeah, I That's, mean, most people do anyway. Here's the real question, right? So g- game on Saturday, you keeping a closer eye on uh, Cubs-Pirates or uh, <laughs> or what the Bears got going no, on here with the pennant? I'll, right?
0: I'll be watching the Bears. <laughs> and I keep an eye on the Cubs, too. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what the Cubs are able to do. Got a whole month of September left. They got the easiest schedule of all the teams that they're playing against. So they need to take advantage of the schedule. And it looks like they are. They're winning series. That's all you have to do is you keep moving forward. I think they're going to have to play a lot better once they get to the playoffs. They're going to have to be able to raise the bar, and we'll see if they can raise the bar. It would help if Stroman was back and and Stroman was pitching at his first half level. Yeah. Um, But you got guys hitting the ball, and as long as you're hitting the ball, you got a chance. So they're hitting the ball. As long as you guys got, they're hitting the ball. Now, I don't know what happens when they go up against
1: studs. You can't play Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Forever. Yeah, man, you When you get to the playoffs, uh, you don't get to run up against those teams. Right. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, it's going to be a, a, a heightening of the level of competition. So I, we'll see. I mean, but Dan Swanson, he's been there before. Yeah. So he knows what it's like. I, I believe uh, the guy in the outfield, Bellinger, he's been to the playoffs before. So I believe he knows what it's like. So sometimes you got to have those guys with the experience dragging everybody else with them. That's, uh, yeah. And that's fine.
1: We've seen that a lot in in a lot of sports. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine. I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah. Third quarter. Real quick, good kid, what do you got going on this weekend outside of Bears football? What's on the schedule for you? Well, you you? know,
0: you got the tremendous event Sunday at the uh, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana.
1: Football Fest, baby. There's football fest that's happening. I got a fantasy
0: draft tonight. Ooh. Fantasy, it's a dynasty league. We keep 15 guys.
1: I want to get in a dynasty league so bad. I literally was just talking to my guys well, about this. You, you
0: got to get all your guys and you yeah. gotta, you gotta do your initial draft. Yeah. And that's it. That's the hardest thing to do is to get your initial draft and get everybody to agree on what the parameters of the thing are going
1: to be. And dynasty is and a, um, every year you got the same team, right? Unless you, and, and you add rookies, right? And, well,
0: so what happens is our first three rounds in the draft tonight will be uh, Bijan Bijan Robinson. Uh, the the other guy Jameer Gibbs is yep. that his name yep. Jameer Gibbs, uh, it'll be Zay Flowers it'll be so that'll be the order of of how the guys get drafted right it'll be you know who you like who's making impact there's a little number forty two down in uh, Dallas Texas that's going to back up Tony Pollard that looks like he's been playing right well. okay yeah yeah so yep, whoever yeah. little number forty two is over there get a that's name you got got your take eye on. a look at, you yeah got your you eye get an <laughs> eye on it. I got the second pick. Um, I had both Herbert and Burrow that I had drafted one year, mm. figuring they could be good, and then I can flip one of those as an asset. So I flipped Herbert into being the second-round pick this year.
1: I got to get Which is
0: kind of nice. you know. I'm going to take that.
1: I love a good dynasty. So I'll probably man. end up
0: with the uh, the Jameer Gibbs guy because I'm sure Bijan Robinson is the guy that's going to go first. So. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that's that's how it ends up working. I don't pick again until 10th in the second round. So you know that's twelve and ten. That's twenty. So y'all do back. defensive players too? Um, no, not individual players. Okay. I used to be in a league that did individual players, and then I got a draft next week on Labor Day Sunday, and that's one that we flip every year. So there are two distinct drafts, uh, two distinct leagues with two different philosophies, which makes it easier. I used to be in five leagues at one point. Yeah, and I got three against myself. You know, I got. One guy on one team, one guy on the other team, and in another league, this guy's <laughs> my guys are playing
1: against me. So how the hell do you cheer at that point? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I got mean, I got three. I try to keep the teams I right, won, like if, if I if I go through the process of like this is how I built my team, I try to keep them the same.
0: and so I won the league <laughs> twice. In subsequent years, yeah. Um, you know, I had gone bad. I had gone Theo Epstein Epstein on the on the crew. Uh, my team had started to sour. I got rid of everybody. I lost. But you can't lose so much that once you get to the final four teams that don't make the playoffs, those final four teams have to play for position. So for the, the first team that so wins you got to be good. Still. Yeah, if you win once and then you lose next, you get the second pick. And then the guy that loses both games ends up picking fourth, and the other one picks third. So you can't empty the benches so much that you can't beat the worst teams in the league right? because you got to win two games to get the first I actually, the like yeah. I actually
1: like that. I actually so like that. So it's setup. a pretty
0: good league with uh, a, a, a distinct group of guys that have played in this league since about 2000. Mm. So okay. we've, we've been doing this for uh, 22, 23-some-odd years. We've had guys leave the league. We've had guys come back in the league. We've had guys pass away. I mean, it's 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 been weird. So we've had attrition in the league, yeah. and the league's still going on and still happening. So uh, it's fun league, and it's good to see the guys. Most of the guys went to school with me and my younger brother, so we know a bunch of the guys for a long extended period of time. So
1: no, oh, that's always a good time. Yeah, yeah, get the boys nice. together. You know, dynasty what I mean? league.
0: So we keep twelve practice squad three. So okay, Kenny okay, pick, yeah, Kenny yeah, yeah, pick yeah. In my yeah. practice
1: squad. That's not bad,
0: right? Four Joe for Burrow. four
1: yesterday gets you a little excited. Joe Burrow,
0: now, the guy <laughs> I let go, I let Jared Goff go because I have to let guys go, but yeah. if Jared Goff is there in the sixth round, yeah. I'll pick Jared Goff up again. Why not? Jared Goff's going to be there. They got an offense that can score. Um, they were a potent offense last year, so I'll pick Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins or somebody up because everybody keeps their running backs. Right. Everybody keeps their receivers. Everybody keeps a tight end. I've had zero luck with tight ends in my lifetime. <laughs> I got TJ Hockenstein. Now T Hockenstein's mad in Minnesota. I had uh Irv Smith. I I had got Noah Fant. I had drafted. Noah Fant. Yeah. Noah Fant had a solid hey. six game. Yeah. At I'm one time. You. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just give me little streaks. And then I took the kid in Atlanta, Pitts. Kyle
1: Pitts. But yeah. he wasn't
0: doing anything, so I traded him away. Yeah. Traded him away for a, 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 a bushel of peaches. Yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like. <laughs>
1: I but, have that dog and the bullet right down. But I had
0: Cooper cup last year and he was flying high. Yeah. He had 70 some odd catches in eight games. Everything was great. He gets hurt. And it's like, <laughs> Oof. Mm, no good. But the two years I won, I had Saquon Barkley and uh, Christian McCaffrey, And that's when they were flying high early in their careers. Oh, yeah. And I won. And I had Dalvin cook too.
1: Oh, you you had all of the running backs that are out for questions. (laughs) But
0: I always say pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, and I don't want to be a hog. And I I had the running back thing locked. Uh, There was a guy who was pitiful in the league. He's just historically a pitiful player. (laughs) And so I offered him Dalvin Cook for uh, uh, some future number one draft choices. And uh, a player that I thought had some weakness in, in, in an area. That I wanted to have some depth there, just in case. Yeah, and then he he got it. And Dalvin Cook has been a great player for him. When healthy, when healthy, a great player.
1: When not healthy, not a great player. <laughs> Did you? You got him. His but Same thing with season.
0: McCaffrey. Hey, same thing with McCaffrey and Saquon. <laughs> I traded away Saquon too. I don't oh, mind. Okay, I don't yeah. mind. Listen, yeah. I'm you, Trader you keep Johnny. The
1: back philosophy. The same. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, listen, I traded him to get something else that I needed. Uh, you've got to do that sometime, Herbert. I like to draft positions where. There's attrition, and 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 quarterback is attrition. Then you go and you, you know your question sometimes is, do I want Jacoby Brissett, or am I going to make a trade with Yerko for Herbert? Yeah. Well, guess what? I want Herbert. I want to be viable. I, I want, want Herbert. Herbert, right? I want Herbert. So I'll draft young. I had Tony Romo on my team. I had Aaron Rodgers on my team. Yeah. Um. They they know I like to draft quarterbacks because they get hurt, and so before I could ever get a hold of Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody <laughs> got him, and then Jimmy never played. So that never bothered me, you know, so (laughs) that's fine. I didn't get Garoppolo, but somebody else picked him up and then he sat and rotted on his bench for a while because he didn't play. a lot.
1: Yeah. 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 I I love it, man. A good a good fantasy league is hard to come by. I'm not going to lie.
0: It's a good one. But like I said, we've had players come in. We've had players drop out. You know, guy comes in and we don't stop another guy that left the league one time. What happy? If there's an opening, the guy wants to come back in. We're we're hey, not a problem. Yeah, come on in. Hey, sometimes you got to step away. Yeah. Sometimes this thing can be maddening.
1: <laughs> oh, I know yeah. <laughs> that. That is the one thing I know. Trust when me. you when you when you're sitting there for six weeks and you're like, this guy's done nothing yep. for me, so you trade him. Yep. At the deadline. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's the best I mean, player he's a world in the league. Beater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I cut Kurt Warner one year uh, when he was with the New York Giants. Um, just to send a message to the rest of my squad. <laughs> rest of my fantasy squad. I I, I needed You're to do something bold. I needed to, yeah. I needed to do something bold to wake up the rest of my fantasy guys. Did it I, work? Cut Kurt Warner. No. <laughs> it's like they weren't paying attention or they were playing with different teams or something. Or the <laughs> fact that I cut him off my fantasy team really doesn't matter to those guys. I thought I'd send especially,
1: a message. Especially not Warner with the Giants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you cut him too late. You didn't go Bellichoke. Fourth quarter. Where are your concerns most on this roster? Where are you most confident?
0: Uh, the health of this team, but I know in 16 days, 15 days, this team is going to get ready for the uh, for the first 16 days. I They're going to get ready for the first game. Yeah. And I know all these bodies are back. Uh, Jenkins not being there is an area of concern. Davis not playing. So I think the offensive line is my greatest area of concern, only are, because
1: again. <laughs> there's so
0: many injuries, and they haven't had a time to play together. And remember, those five guys got to be playing as a unit, to be able to make everything going on with that offensive line to be cohesive. So um, that's my greatest area of concern. My second greatest area is the defensive backfield. Um, really, the DB role? Well, only because of Eddie Jackson I haven't seen. Yeah. And who's the other guy, Brisker? Injury, Injury concern. Right. Brisker, yeah. Injury hey, concern. Listen, I'd love to be able to become more confident about it, but I can't be. Yeah. I like the individuals that I've seen play, you know,
1: uh, number Tyreek Stevenson. No, the other one. Jalen. Gordon. Kyler Gordon.
0: Yeah, Gordon. Gordon. Uh, phenomenal, yeah. Practice, phenomenal. Okay, fantastic. good. But that's one of five, one of six. Yeah, I need, I need a little bit more cohesiveness. And then with Yannick here, I'm feeling better about the pass rush getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, the other concern is the development of the two backup defensive tackles. It's going to have to happen Dexter. during the year. Yeah. The game hasn't slowed down for either of them. Pickens is uh, is further along than uh, Dexter is. That's, that's it. it. That is. It. That's
1: simple as simple can be. I thought coming into this season, Dexter was going to have the easier transition because of the conversation we had where he's going from two-gap to penetrating. Well, style. that's why it's
0: been tougher. If you saw the first exhibition game, yeah. he was like a
1: snail off the ball. He, 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 he it, it seems a count like of his mind
0: late. is still in 2 Yeah, gaps. it's a count and a half late, and he, uh, he likes to do what I call the Chris Zorch. Zorich, because he was short, liked to look into the backfield to see what was happening, what was going on. Mm. Okay. So he'd be on his tippy toes, looking in the backfield. You know what happens when you're on tippy toes as a D lineman? You go backwards, you go the other direction real fast. Yeah. So I think what he wants to do sometimes is peek in the backfield. You can't do that. You got to play defensive line by feel. He, he would serve himself much better if he can get across the ball one yard and play, play from there. Cross one yard, play there. And then you ain't got to be four yards in the backfield. Right, Get across, deliver the pop, extend your arms, and now you're playing. Yeah. So that's That's what he needs to get. Second game was a lot better than the first game. He's improving. Second game was a lot better than the first game. I'm assuming this third game is going to be better also. Yeah. So he's going to improve up to a
1: point,
0: and then he's going to have to find another advantage. And the usual next advantage comes with film study and with getting a firm grasp. Remember my year. Practice squad, practice squad, right? Five games after after the second game. Finally figured it out a little bit, 92, where it slowed down, played well against Minnesota and the great Kirk Yeah, But 93 was the year that I came and, and just blew it up. Had five and a half sacks, had a bunch of tackles, game balls galore. So, and we were winning games.
1: How long, uh, how long do you give a D-lineman before you start being like, I'm concerned about it. Like game. a receiver,
0: it's, he's got to pop in that third year. If he doesn't pop in the third year, then he's done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: got to, you know, you give a receiver a couple years, and if it's not going to happen, then it's not going to happen. So third year, um, like I said, pickings ahead of Dexter, though, right now. That's oh, for sure. No, yeah.
1: Zach Pickens, his, and we yeah. had him on the podcast as well. He just talked about, I, I thought his mindset was great. He said, my goal isn't to always get to the quarterback, it's to dent the pocket because right. that gives everyone else an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like that that mindset there, that's that's the three technique we're looking right. for. The yeah. guy that causes pressure in the quarterback's face. And
0: here's the other thing, Dexter too. Dexter's stance is just wickedly, just wicked. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I, You find a way to make that more efficient. You make his first two steps more efficient. I think you help yourself. Make his first two steps more efficient. Get him a little bit more as opposed to being extended. Get him a little bit more compact, you know, so you see a spring, right? You got a spring. If a spring's like this, how much pop when you let it go does it have? Not as much. I need him a little more compact. Compressed. Yeah. A little bit more compressed. That way he can come off the ball with a bolt of energy, deliver to hands, and then control the offensive line with the hands. A year in the weight room will help him tremendously. It's gonna, it's yeah.
1: And that's what Ryan Pohl said when he drafted him, right? He's yep. like, these guys can get bigger and maintain speed. Yes. That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I think where, – where are you most confident at right now? Let's finish it off with that. Oh, most the most confident,
0: confident. Most confident room because they're dependent upon a quality defensive line. I think the linebacker, the upgrade you made at the linebacker position, I've got a lot of confidence in. And I think my first three wide receivers, I've got confidence in. mmm Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. And, still, still, and I still guess that would be.
0: I think it would be DJ. DJ. Yep. I think it would be Mooney. Mooney. Yep. And uh, not Claypool, maybe the, uh, the young kid. No, the young. Oh, kid. Tyler Scott. Yeah. I don't think Shane Brown has it. He doesn't have. It. I, I think he's he's
1: he doesn't have it. What, what's what's the he's the he's not Mercedes Lewis because Mercedes Lewis can catch. He's yeah. he's just here to block. Yeah. Like they literally just—it's the weirdest thing in the world. He doesn't—he's the best blocking wide receiver yeah. in the league. It's like I, I didn't know that we needed that. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? But he doesn't have it. He yeah. doesn't have it as a receiver. He doesn't have it. I mean, he doesn't even have it where he's like Juju Schuster Smith. Yeah. You know where he's? Smith, Schuster, where, yeah, yeah. Either way, where where he's a a, a a a a a three technique, a slot guy. Yeah. He doesn't have that either. No. I, I don't know what he has. They saw something in him. They signed him a contract extension. I, I think, Scott's the kid from Scott, Cincinnati. Yes. And I don't know, maybe most confident. I don't know. Um, the 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 one I wasn't confident in was because of the injuries of the DBs, but I have a feeling the DBs are going to have a great year. If they're healthy. Yeah. I'm working under the assumption that everybody's going to be good for the first game. Right. And if everybody's going to be good for the first game, then I, feel, I have a feeling your defensive backs, while a weakness now, because I don't know who the hell's going to be there, I think they could provide a strength because your front seven's
1: better also. How quickly does that injury list shrink down?
0: I I feel like there's like by the we're, first we're getting, first we're day sixteen
1: that, seventeen the names, first we're down day, to three.
0: the first day that they've got to report them and be honest with everyone. That's when. it's that's when Right it's now true. they don't have to be honest with anybody. Yeah. So they can do what they want. <laughs> we're the getting hockey very, calls on the this. very <laughs> second. Vegas raises an eyebrow and says, "Hey, yeah, the fuck's going on over <laughs> here?" And then they got to start listing what you are and what the injured portion is. Yeah. That's when things start to get very honest. We're
1: getting, we're getting the hockey yeah. injuries over here. He, he's got a yeah. lower body. Don't yeah. worry about it. He, a no. whole
0: lower body's dead. Yeah, that don't work. <laughs> when you get into the regular season, that don't work.
1: Hey, this is another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Yurko. Cool. see you at Football Fest, my friend. It's going to be a fun time. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Right now, Peace.